Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. That's where we're at this morning as we're just going through the gospel of Luke. I'm excited to be going through the gospel of Luke. So, so people may say they, they don't believe in the virgin birth, but they certainly can't say that the Bible doesn't teach it, right? G- Mary, in her, own, in her own words, said, I am, I've never been with a man. That's what she said. How is this going to happen? I've never been with a man. And of course, the, the Old Testament, 800 years before this, even prophesied that in Isaiah 7, 14, where it says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. And of course, Emmanuel means God with us. His name, just like his name shall be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. That's his authority. And his authority will be that he is God with us. And this, this would be a lot for Mary to take in. Could you imagine being a woman who had to carry the Messiah in your womb? And, and, you know, being a virgin birth, you know, God in human form inside your womb. And, and while she's still a virgin, the Holy Spirit would come and he'd place the Son of God in an egg inside your, your uterus. And, and that would start to grow into a human being. I, I mean, that's just, it's too much for me to wrap my head around to think of that, that type of thing happening. But he doesn't just leave it with, okay, good luck with that, you know, Mary. Mary does accept it, but he says this to kind of give her some comfort in verse 36. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for who, who is, her who was called barren. So remember, Elizabeth had, had gone into hiding. It says she hid herself for five months. She wanted to let everybody see that she was actually pregnant before she let anybody see her. And so for a month, she's been kind of out in public. This, this news is out. And it's very likely that Mary has even heard of this. Remember Elizabeth, who didn't have any kids, and now she has a baby. That old, old Elizabeth, my aunt, or whatever she was, whatever rel- relation she was, probably an aunt, mother, sister, or something like that. But she's now six months pregnant. But, but notice the angel even says, that he says she was called barren. By who? Remember verse 25, the people, the people were calling her barren. And now the news isn't, oh, you know, she must be cursed by God. Oh my gosh. You know, Elizabeth, yeah, I don't know what her deal is, but obviously God's kept her from having a baby. And that was kind of the talk, you know, the shame that was upon her, the reproach that was upon her. But now that's been removed. On the other hand, Mary, this young girl who's probably very sweet and seems so innocent and never does anything wrong in, in people's eyes, all of a sudden, now pregnant. Now they have something else to talk about. You know, that's just the way that people are. People are going to talk. And then the reality is, is when you're following the Lord, people, it doesn't matter how good you are or how hard you try to be, do the right thing amongst people or how hard you try to, to, to love the Lord. 
people are going to gossip about you. And, and, and I guess the, the key to it is when you start to hear people talk and trash people or, or question things, just don't be a part of it. And, and people are going to they're gonna talk about you whether you're doing the right thing or not. And so you have to trust the Lord and just pray for those people who talk about you. But don't let that keep you from doing what God has called you to do. I guess that's the big lesson. Don't let it keep you. Even if people are talking bad about you, don't let it keep you from doing what God has called you to do. Rejoice that you have him. And that's, that's really the lesson. Verse 37, it says, For with God nothing will be impossible. Old ladies having babies, virgins having a baby, whatever trouble you are finding yourself in right now, whatever obstacles you're facing with God, and this is what we have to understand, this is what we have to believe, this is how we have to live, Christian, that with God nothing is impossible. But that doesn't mean that with God things are going to be easy. And in fact, when God comes into our lives and when God does the impossible, it pretty much guarantees that things are going to be complicated. I can't imagine being a 70-year-old woman or however old Elizabeth was when she, she was well-stricken in years, right? I can't imagine being a woman that old and having to get up every three hours to feed a baby and nurse a baby. Can you imagine I know what that's like as a middle-aged man because we have a foster baby right now and I was up every, and that wrecks you as a, as a middle-aged guy, you know, and, and Shannon did most of the work and I'm still wrecked, you know. In fact, last night she was like talking till like 12 o'clock. She's like, hi, hi, you know, she's in our room. We have a crib and she's in our room. She's like, hi, hi, and like, daddy, daddy, mommy. I'm like, ah, go to sleep. <laughs> But I can't imagine having to be, you know, getting up with this baby puking as, as a seven-year-old, having to deal with, with Jesus coming into your life and you're pregnant with him and, and everybody's talking and all the drama and like people turning their back and not serving you because you're immoral and all the things that they're thinking. Jesus coming into Mary's life made it very complicated. I mean, think about what she'd have to do, you know, tell her parents, hey, mom, I, dad. I need to talk to you. I'm pregnant, but it's okay. <laughs> right. Hey, Joseph, I need to talk to you about something. I'm, 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 I'm grateful to be your bride, but I'm pregnant. But it's a good thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, how's that going to go? You know, it's, it's got to be such a, a complicated thing. And, and yet her life is going to be very difficult. In fact, even as she gets older, people are always going to know her as the one who had a baby out of wedlock. It's not easy, again, to, for, for Mary to accept Jesus into her life. And honestly, it isn't easy for us either. It gets complicated. When we allow Jesus into our life, when we allow Jesus to do miracles in our life, those things make our lives complicated. They make them hard. But remember what Paul said in Romans chapter 8? He says that the, the, the sufferings of this life are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. And, and against all that, there is this, this reality that even though my life is going to be difficult and complicated when I choose the things of the Lord and when I invite Jesus into my life and when I follow Jesus, I'm going to suffer persecution. I'm going to go through difficult times. And yet it is those things that I've chosen for myself that are difficult that actually are the only things that can satisfy my soul. 
Because God is the only thing that can satisfy my soul. And a relationship with Him and to be obedient to Him are, are, are truly what this life is about. And aside from that, everything is empty. Everything is pointless. It's like winning a thousand on the, the wheel at Pojo's. You thought something was great, but it really ends up being nothing. Now, you may think it's impossible for God to use your life. You think maybe even think it's impossible for God to even save you. Well, you don't know what I've done. I, I could never be saved. I, I, I've done this and I've done that and I've been over here and, and you know, I've earned this reputation. And You're right. With man, it is impossible. With God, all things are possible. And so God would send his son Jesus to die for all of your sins. And, and because he did that, you can be saved. Well, maybe you think I can never be used by God because I'm just too old or too young or too weird or too messed up. And yet when you think about it, you're reading through the Bible, Elizabeth was too old, Mary was too young, John the Baptist was too weird, and Mary Magdalene was too messed up. And God used all of them, and he can use you. In fact, oftentimes he, he, he takes the most messed up people, the weirdest people, and he uses them because through our weaknesses, through our weirdnesses, God is made perfect. His, his strength is made perfect, rather. So Mary becomes the first person to accept Jesus into her life. Pretty profound. Verse 38, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And that was it. Mary had the attitude of, Thy will be done. Lord, it's thy will be done. And honestly, that's a beautiful attitude. That's the attitude that all of us need to adopt. You know, to understand that I may have all these plans and all these ambitions and maybe the Lord will allow me to fulfill those and to, to seek those and to pursue all the things that I desire in life. But maybe God has a different plan, a, a much different plan. And, and maybe that plan, it requires me to stand in front of audiences or maybe that plan requires me to go to Africa or maybe that plan requires me to, to do something that's so unconventional and so outside of what I'm naturally gifted for that it just seems odd. And yet, we have to resign ourselves to the fact that whatever God's plan is for us is better than our plan. And in fact, if I follow God's plan and I trust Him and I say, whatever you want for me, that's what I want, not my will, but your will be done, that that actually is probably in my life, the only thing, the only life that truly I will find satisfaction in. But if I pursue my own things and just live for myself, I'm pretty much going to be miserable. I'm pretty much going to find it to be unsatisfying and hopeless. And so to take a, a, a tip from Mary, let it be according to your word. Amen? Let's pray. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmet.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.